Welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. If some days you doubt yourself and you don't know what you're doing, if you've ugly cried alone in your bedroom because you felt like you're failing, well, I just want you to know you're not alone and you have come to the right place. Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy. And I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hello, precious friend, and I am so happy that you're listening in today, and what a special show this is. My daughter, Lily, is joining us, and you're just going to love her. She is full of so much wisdom. She is going to be a senior in college, and we're talking today about friendships and clicks and mean girls. And I was getting so many emails from so many of you and hearing on my social platforms how your daughters are really going through a lot right now, especially the middle schoolers and the high schoolers and coming out of COVID and being more isolated. It's oh, it's even complicated things more than it normally does. And what we share in this episode and what Lily shares in this episode is really um, going to be helpful if, you're, if your daughter is willing to listen in with you. But even if she isn't, you're going to take away some real nuggets on how to talk to her, how to help her to work through conflict and talk to friends and, and how to show up in ways that are going to build confidence and help her navigate this often complicated and confusing world of friendships. So before we jump in, I just want to make sure that you have signed up for our three-day workshop series. It's going to be starting up next week, next Wednesday, June 2nd, and then it goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it's only for an hour each day. And each day I have a different topic when it comes to navigating social media and your kids being on screens because, oh my gosh, who's pulling their hair out right now coming out of the pandemic? Who wants to set the reset button? Who here is like, how much is too much? Oh my gosh, my kid wants to game all the time. My kid is staring at their phone 24-7. I don't know what to do. Well, we're going to talk about all of those things. So go on over to momsoftweensandteens.com slash free training and get signed up today because you're going to get tons of bonuses too when you sign up. So without further ado, let's jump in and I want you to meet my daughter, Lily, and hear all the wisdom that she has to share. Hello, everyone, and welcome, and I'm so glad that you're here, and my daughter, Lily, is joining us today, and I am so excited to have her here, and thank you, Lily, for agreeing to come on here. Of course. I know. I love having her on here because she has so much wisdom to share, and we are going to be talking about today friendships, clicks. Mean girls, how do you help your daughter to navigate that? And I think this is going to be really helpful for your daughters to maybe even listen to, to get some perspective based on Lily's experience. And I just want to launch in and say thank you. And also tell them just a little bit about you. And yeah, just tell them a little bit about you. 
Yeah, so I am 21 years old. So I am a junior, going to be a senior in college. And I've really lived through it all, through middle school, high school, and have had a lot of friends through those years, lost a lot of friends, but also made a lot of really good friendships from, you know, day one that I still have to this day. So I'm really excited to be able to share with you all. I know you asked a lot of questions and we're hopefully going to get through them and get to learn a little bit about how to navigate friendships. Yes. Yeah. All ages. Yeah. And I'll be able to interject my, my experience with helping Lily navigate friendships and her older sister. So I, there's a nine year gap there between Lily and her older sister. And I grew a lot in those nine years and I handled it very differently. So I kind of have this unique, this unique perspective of like what not to do (laughs) and what you can do as a mom to really help your daughter to navigate this rocky terrain because it is rocky when you're going through the middle school years and the high school years and how do you handle all of this? So I'm going to launch in and ask some questions. And like Lily mentioned, moms had submitted questions in our communities. I put out there, I'm interviewing Lily and I'm going to ask her about friendships and cliques and what questions would you like me to ask her? So these are also, these questions are based on what you, what you submitted. So we're going to dig in. All right. So Lily, first question, can you share a little bit about your struggle with friendships growing up? What that was like for you? Yeah. So let's start in middle school. Okay. I went to a private Christian school up until seventh grade. So I was with just the same group of girls that I grew up with, you know, when I was in kindergarten. So it was a small group and that meant that I became friends with every single girl at some point. And I dropped a lot of friendships. So I would go through different girls and I would kind of see, you know, oh, do I want to be their friend? And then I would be their friend for a little bit. And then, you know, I would make friends with someone else. And I kind of did that all throughout middle school. But through that, there was a lot of clickiness. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really like clickiness. I knew that day one, I was like, I don't like clicks. I don't like being controlled and have some girl that's kind of ruling over me. I didn't like that, but I definitely fell into that in middle school where there was a girl that controlled my friend group and queen B. (laughs) Yes. And she really just ran the entire group and wanted everyone to answer to her and if she didn't like someone or if they did something that she didn't enjoy then she would tell all of us to exclude her and that happened a lot Uh, and it happened with me I was one of the girls that was excluded and at first I mean I don't really remember a lot of this but she remembers we were talking about it and I do (laughs) there were times that I would you know, come, come back, get picked up from school. And I would be crying upset that I was excluded. And you can, you can share that one time that, um, how about you share a little story? Well, I think that it's really was interesting as we were preparing for this, because I was sharing with Lily, some of the specific situations that I remember, the mean girl, the bullies, and what they said to her and her getting in the car and her crying and she couldn't remember it. So <laughs> I just want to say that it's really interesting to me. I still remember that. And I think it speaks to when our, when our daughters are in pain and they're expressing it, our mama bear comes out. We feel very protective. It can stir up a lot of our own pain from our own childhood and when we were bullied and navigating that whole girl world. So I had a lot of stuff that was coming up for me when she was sharing what was happening to her. And we need to become aware of that so that we're not 
reacting out of that place. And that was one of the things that I learned in that nine-year gap between your, your sister being in middle school and getting picked on or bullied or left out of groups and when I was, when I was parenting you. But I just want moms to know, you don't remember it. And that's so interesting to me. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember mean comments that girls have made that really stuck with me a lot growing up when I struggled with learning and feeling lesser than because of that. I do remember, you know, those comments of what, what was like a couple comments. I don't remember the comments. I just remember How? there was talk about it. And I remember uh, not knowing where a certain country was or something and people laughing. Like I remember people laughing. It wasn't like, or like, Oh, when you forgot that, you know, country. And that was really embarrassing. Um, so you remember how that's, you remember how it felt. So that particular, so to go back to you, to your question, mm -hmm. there was a question you were saying that day I picked you up from school you were crying and you didn't remember it. And you were talking about these two girls that had left you out of the group and they were mad at you and they weren't talking to you. And I remember saying, wow, that must've really hurt. And you were like, yes. And then you expressed a lot more. And then I said, what did you do? That was, that must've, you know, been hard to know what to do. And you're like, you know, I did this and I did that. And then after I just listened and affirmed your hurt, you were like, oh, can we stop at McDonald's on the way home or whatever it was? And I'm like, sure. And so we stopped and then it didn't get mentioned again, but I was still sitting with it. Like, oh my gosh, I want to go to the school and I want to get a hold of one of those girls. And, you know, I felt just like <laughs> I wanted to tell her off. And the next day I picked you up at school and you got back in the, you got in the car and you're like, oh, we worked it out. We're friends again. And they were talking to me and I realized I wasn't being very nice to them and that they were mad at me. And so we resolved it and everything's all better. So you worked it out. Now, rewind to your sister. And I remember saying what you're, what's not helpful to say, she got in the car, she was crying. And I said to her, well, what did you do that caused that? And I blamed her, trying to get her to think of maybe what she had done. I didn't realize it at the time, but what did she, what did she do that caused it? And just shut down the whole conversation. And then she felt like something's wrong with me or I did something wrong versus just helping her to process through that. And then I catastrophized it. I just made it bigger than it needed to be mm -hmm. in how I responded, which really was not helpful to her. Then she, she saw herself more as a victim, yeah. which isn't helpful. Um, what advice going, you know, so playing off of that whole victim thing, because we were going to talk about that. What advice would you give to a girl who is struggling to make friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think going back to the first question, so I talked a little bit about middle school and what my friendships were like in middle school, but I actually ended up transferring my eighth grade year to a public school in order to make friendships going into high school because my private school, nobody was going to the high school that I was going to be going to. And so I had to really just start off fresh and make new friends. And that was hard in and of itself because there were so many different groups and they were already forming. So I totally get this. And if a girl were to come up and ask me, you know, what advice do you have for me to make friends? I would say to find what you love to do, find what makes you happy. Like it could be acting, it could be, playing a certain sport, it could be art, whatever it may be, find that. And then once you get involved in whatever it is that you want to get involved in, you'll find like-minded people that way. And also being really nice. I think just encouraging your daughter, if she's struggling to just like talk to people, be open and be vulnerable if, you know, 
not like too vulnerable, but you know, share, share about yourself and Mm -hmm. be present, not scrolling through your phone all the time. And I think that's a big one. Just being nice, smiling and (laughs) open and kind. Yeah. Open. Yes. Yeah. You have a story about what it was like for you when you went into the new school and you went into the lunchroom and who to sit with. Can you share a little bit about your process through that whole thing and finding a friend group? Yeah, I think I, I first started sitting with a girl that was in my homeroom and I sat with them for a few weeks. I don't really remember. And I made other friends outside of that friend group, but I was solely sitting with them because it was just a girl in my homeroom and I knew her the most. And I realized I didn't really want to be in the friend group once I started to get to know them a little bit. Not that they were bad or anything. I just didn't really fit with them. So I, while I was sitting with them, I kind of started making new friends saying, oh, do I like, you know, their friend group, you know, and I changed seats. I started sitting with another group of girls and they weren't the nicest. There were like a few of them that were nice, but I didn't fully fit in with them. And Mm -hmm. I decided that I would make friends with like all of the friend groups. So I had friends within all the different friend groups. I just didn't fully like say I'm just friends with these certain girls because I didn't want to be friends with some of the girls because they weren't all nice. And I think that is good advice for a girl. Like you don't have to be friends or like best friends with every single girl in that friend group. Like you can be friends with all, like all types of people. You don't have to be like tied down to this specific friend group. And that really has been what my friendships have looked like all throughout my life. Like I am friends with all different types of people. And I think that's really important because it makes you like a well-rounded human being. If you can find different types of people yet find similarities, you know, like you don't have to have this perfect friend, you know, you can, you can make friends with a bunch of different people, you know, and they don't have to be exactly like you. Yeah. You were saying, I wrote down a couple of notes, so I wouldn't forget. But one of the things that you have said is taking time, like slowing down. Mm -hmm. And your sister said that if she could go back to middle school, she would have taken more time to pick her friends thoughtfully mm-hmm. rather than just jumping into a group because she felt insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think also developing friendships over time. I remember even starting in middle school when I um, went to the public middle school, I made friends with, in different friend groups. And it's funny because looking back, all of the girls I made friends with, we all, became a friend group in high school and before they were in different friend groups. So it really changes yes. in middle school. It's not like, I mean, I know some girls that changes when you go into high school. Yes. It changes okay. when you go into high school, but I mean, there are some girls that literally have been friends since middle school and have been in the same friend group, but it's different. You know, you are not tied to a friend group, the same friend group your entire life. It's going to change. So I have to say that too. Well, so that might be a really good thing as a mom to say to our daughters when they're in middle school is, you know what? Friendships take time and it's okay that you haven't found your friend group right now Mm -hmm. that, you know, just know that this is going to be a process. Take your time, get to know different girls. Cause I remember you saying you moved from a lunch table to another lunch table And the girls that you moved from the lunch table to the other lunch table, they were mad at you that you went to another lunch table. How did you navigate that? 
I don't really recall that's that not, happening. That's another thing I remember. I remember you coming home from school and saying, today I decided that the, that the girls that I was sitting with, they gossiped a lot about each other behind each other's backs. And I didn't like that. So I decided to go sit with another group. And then those girls, they didn't like that I had moved away from their hmm. lunch table. They thought I was rejecting them. And so that's an, another interesting thing. I just remember thinking, wow, that you were courageous like that, that you thought, oh, I don't think they're being very nice. I'm going to move to another table. So you must have had like one friend in the other group that you decided to go sit with them. Yeah. How did you navigate that? I mean, you don't remember, but looking back, how do you think you probably navigated it? I remember talking to Ella and I was like, I don't really like who I'm sitting with. I just was honest with her. I was like, I not like like, but I was like, I don't think I really get along with all of them. I would love to sit with you guys. I mean, she even yeah. offered it. She was like, you can sit with us. Like, oh, um, that's so nice. I mean, so pull in another friend that you like and say, can I sit with you? Yeah, I think just asking, you know, nicely of, you know, listen, I'm, I would love to like sit with your friends or hang out or do something just like asking them and being open. A lot of times girls, you know, admire that. Um, And if you ask and they say, Oh, I don't want to sit with you or say something mean, then at least you ask. And now, you know, you don't want to be their friend, you know? Yeah. Now you know like what, where you stand with them. Mm -hmm. So it always helps to, instead of enduring like bad friendships. One of the things that you said to me as we were talking about this is for girls to not take it personally and see it. You talked about the victim mindset, like not seeing it like something's wrong with them. Because I remember thinking that. I thought these girls are leaving me out. Something must be wrong with me. Uh, I must be weird that they don't want to sit. Bless you. Spring allergies. Um, (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) That something must be wrong with me. But you're like, and then I felt, I did feel sorry for myself. And I think that really fed me not making friendships in middle school because I felt like something's wrong with me. The girls are being mean to me. Then I would make that group of girls bad, that they weren't nice to me. And yeah, that was just not a good thing. So can you talk about how to stay out of that? How to stay out of the victim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think something's wrong with you. That was one of your comments you said is not to take it like something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was good. When girls leave you, say, no, you can't sit with us, rather than saying, wow, they're leaving me out there being mean, Mm -hmm. to say, oh, those are girls that I now know I don't want to be friends with them because they're not inclusive. Yeah, I would say you have to have balance between that of not being a victim and not being like, oh, it's all their fault just being like okay it could be that we don't get along together you know it's a two-way street of you know in a relationship say you like break up with them it's like a mutual decision of oh we just didn't really get along well and it wasn't healthy and that's okay and there are more people out there that's a closed door and I can open a new door to a new friendship So I think when you get in that mentality of, oh, something's wrong with me, you can say, okay, what can I do Mm -hmm. in order to be a good friend? What do I, when I think of a good friend, what does that look like? And fill in the blank and then be that, you know, if, if you are getting down on yourself you can get stuck in that of, oh, it's all my fault, negative, negative. But you can turn that negative into a that. positive and think, okay, let me just, you know, really lean into what it looks like to be a good friend and show that. I love others. that, Lily. That's so good. Like what, I think for any of us, what can I do to be a good friend? You know, what can I do to to change whatever it is that needs changing. Mm-hmm. And that's very empowering. That's yeah. really different. Because, and yeah, I love it. 
we can't change other people, even though we want to. The only thing that we are in control of is ourselves. So when we are in that victim mentality, you know, we can only change ourselves. We can't, you know, do anything about the other person. That's really, really good. So next question, how can girls stay out of drama and gossip? Mm, That's hard. I mean, we all fall into, you know, drama and gossip. We watch The Bachelor and all of those (laughs) Those it can be, be really yummy. We love, we love drama. We love gossip. But how do we stay out of it? Because with drama, with gossip, there's always, there's never, and nothing good comes of it. It's like I eating mean, junk. It's like eating a bag of Doritos or something. Well, I'm not supposed to say junk food because we're not going to make foods bad. I learned that from yes. Charlotte Markey <laughs> in the podcast. But it's just like, yeah. It, it tastes good going down, but then you don't feel very good afterwards. Yes. Yeah. So my advice for staying out of drama is checking. So when you're, okay, say something bad happened at school and you are wanting to vent, right? And you're mad at your friend and you go to your mom and you're just really upset. Or you're going to a friend and you're going to talk about, you know, the argument that you had with another friend. Okay. So you go into that conversation and when you're venting, kind of have to check your intentions behind that conversation. So am I sharing this information to make myself feel better and like take down that other person and kind of like get them back get them back in a way or am I doing it to process my feelings and talk about how I'm being affected not how the person's affecting me that mm-hmm. makes sense so it's good to it's good to vet and talk things out but it shouldn't be directed at another person and then another thing is this is huge and what I really have to had to work on is if I'm saying this, do I want the other person to hear it? You know, whatever I'm saying about this one person, mm-hmm. would I be okay if they were in the room? Oh, yikes. This? Yeah. And if they're not, then you probably shouldn't be saying it. So. Uh, words of wisdom. This is where I want to recommend just insert this Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind uh, Weissman is excellent to read yourself and share with your girls. And one of the things that struck me reading the book is that girls don't know, and we have to learn how to do it even as adults if we haven't learned how to do it when we're younger, is how to resolve conflict. And that a lot of gossip and a lot of drama is because we don't go to the person Mm -hmm. and share with them how we're upset about something directly. Yes. And so we gossip behind their back because we're hurt or we're angry and we make them bad. And then the friend goes, yeah, they're awful. They're so bad that they did that versus being courageous and going and saying, hey, you know, this happened and uh, that it hurt. I didn't like it. And then saying and say and then saying what you want instead Mm -hmm. and learning how to manage, uh, you know, how to deal with conflict, that's really important for us to teach our girls and to model Mm -hmm. rather than, because our girls say, if we're doing that, if we're talking behind a friend's back, if we're making somebody bad, our girls are going to pick that up. Mm -hmm. So what do we do with that energy? And can you think of a situation where you've had conflict with a friend, even older, maybe you didn't know how to do that when you were younger, maybe you did, where you said something to work through. Can you give like a little formula that you think that is helpful to give to the girls? Like, what do they do if something's happening and they hear that a girl's gossiping about them? Hmm. Well, you asked me for, I'm going to ask the first question. So how have I handled conflict in the past and what does that look like for me I've definitely improved over the years I really try not to gossip if I gossip I really try and just check my intentions behind it um if something's going on with a friend I 
if I'm going to another person, I'm asking how I they think I should handle it and how I should phrase, you know, uh, um, whatever I'm going to say to that other person. But in high school, I got in a really big um, blowout fight with one of my best friends. And that was just really difficult because we were like attached to the hip. That was so painful for me. Just have to insert that. Oh, that was terrible. But what I did, um, I definitely talked behind her back and stuff, but I went to her on text and I said, I can't be your friend anymore. I think we should take a break. Basically, like it was a breakup, friendship breakup. And I texted her. Now, looking back, if I were to redo it, I would have said, hey, to give her, shot her a text or asked her in person of, hey, can we just take some time to talk after school and because I have a few things that I just want to get off my chest. And then you meet and you say, instead of saying, you know, this is everything that you've done to me and saying, you know, you, 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 you saying, I, I've been hurt because of X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to lose this friendship. So I want to just go to you and see, you know, if we can, do anything to, you know, fix these issues that we've been having and see what they have to say and listen to their side and not make it like, you know, all about what they've done wrong, but instead how can we both love each other and care for each other? Well, that, um, gosh, that is so good, Lily. And I think to encourage our girls to not communicate over text yeah. and, to, and to be courageous to text. Let's talk about this yeah. and to pick the time. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. The timing is really important. You don't do it while you're in the lunchroom mm-hmm. with a bunch of girls around. Yeah. You say, let's pick a time. And can we talk? Right. Cause I know so many girls will screenshot these texts and say, Oh, she said this to me and get other people involved. But when you meet in person, one, you can just have it be between, you know, you and the other person or more people. If more people are involved, you can also ask more people to join in this conflict resolution. And then two, it's honestly way better communicated and it's more intentional and thoughtful when you do it in person. So if your daughter's asking, how do I handle this? Tell your daughter, I know it's scary, Mm -hmm. but I really believe that you should meet in person and talk about, you know, the problems that you've been having. And then I think it's important if your daughter's open with you to, to be able to role play it a little bit. Well, what can you say? Mm -hmm. How can you take care of yourself? Yeah. How can you take care of yourself? And to start with the, I feel, because if you say you, 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 it automatically is going to put the other person on the defense Mm -hmm. and it's not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about your feelings, like someone can't fight that. Someone can't say, Oh, you can't feel sad. You, I mean that you can say that, but you know, and once to, it's like, it's like, Oh no, like you hurt my feelings. Like, ouch. You know, like that really hurt when you said X, Y, or Z. And then give them a chance to respond mm-hmm. or versus saying you're just a really rude person and you are really annoying or something like yeah. you are mm-hmm. blank versus saying I am her because you said this. And it gives an example. And usually to think, help our girls to think about, okay, they're angry, they're upset but what else might they be feeling? Cause the first emotion is usually anger, but underneath that there's hurt. And mm-hmm. so what are we going to do with that hurt? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you the next question. Uh, Catherine asks, what do you do if your friend pulls away and chooses another click? What would you say to that girl? Thanks Catherine for asking that. That's a really good question. What would you do if your friend pulls away and tries Turns another click and like the mean girl click, Hmm. you know, or gets even that happens a lot where you're friends with somebody. I hear that a lot from moms and all of a sudden that, that friend 
goes to another group and leaves the girl behind and she's just so hurt and she can't figure out like what happened. And I had this really good friend. Now she's not friends with me anymore. And she wants to go hang out with the popular girls, but now I'm not included. Mm-hmm. And what'd you tell that girl? I would say that's hard. That's tricky. And definitely it's going to take processing. I think she could ask her friend and say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, you haven't been texting or reaching out to me as much. Like, did I, is there like, what's going on? Um, yeah, it's hard. That's hard. Well, I think it is. I think you could ask them and just, you know, see like why, you know, and kind of feel that out. But sometimes it's like, if some girl is walking out of your life, you know, that kind of, opens the door to other friendships too. It really sucks, but sometimes, you you know, you can have space with a friend for a little bit and then you realize that you miss that person and you reach back out to them. I think we go through seasons of wanting to be friends with different people and it doesn't mean that the other person did anything wrong. I think it's just timing can be strange sometimes. And I know a lot of my friendships we've gone through periods of time where we haven't really talked but it doesn't mean that I've done anything wrong it's just kind of like we're at a different stage and then you know something happens they get a boyfriend or something and then I'm like oh we I like reach out to them and I see oh I see that you're doing you know x y or z like that's so fun I'm so happy for you and then you reconnect again you know it's just it's crazy how that happens I think that my best advice is to just not take it personally to mm-hmm. really just take your time to process it and not like lash out on that girl and say, you know, why aren't you hanging out with me? Like yeah. whatever. And say, you know, I'm, they're so mean, all those girls that you're hanging out with, I don't like them. Kind of just like attacking them. I would be really just intentional to see if that person reach out, reaches back out to you and yeah it's there's not really a right answer because every situation is different but I would just say take your time to not attack to not go into the defensive and make it time to reach out to new friends because yeah Mm -hmm. there's so many so many amazing people that you know you haven't met yet Well, and I think as a mom, um, it's really important for our girls when they're in that spot, it just rips your heart out to see them crying and feeling hurt and alone. And now their friend is taken up with other friends and we want to fix it because it's really difficult to watch that happening, but to be more in just meet them where they're at, say, Mm -hmm. I can see this. I'm sorry. This really hurts. I can see that I'm here for you versus trying to get them over it or try to make them feel better. It does take some time. We don't want to dismiss it, but we also, and make, you know, go make other friends right away. We also want to let them feel that hurt, which is painful Mm -hmm. to sit in that, but just show up, just be there meet them where they're at in that pain and that hurt. And in time, it will get better. But we want to we want to oftentimes hurry that up because it's just hard to watch our daughters hurting. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Sandra asked, what's the best way to tell my daughter how to deal with someone who's being me? This is a good one. Like, how do you, how do you handle a bully? And there's a lot of information out there and different thoughts people have about how to handle a boy. Mm-hmm. But if there's a girl that's being mean and lashing out, have you ever had that happen? Mm-hmm. I, I would say that girls are mostly mean, like can be really mean to their friends. It's not usually going to be someone that you're not really friends with. You know, it's usually going to be someone that's close to you where they feel like they have the authority to, like, throw you digs if they're mad at you. Usually, a lot of Uh, times, mm -hmm. girls will throw digs out at their friends because they're secretly mad at them or they have had a bad day and they're just, like, taking it out on their friend. I know that's happened to me a lot. 
especially in high school, I had a lot of friends who would make comments about me being like a, a dumb blonde. And that has really stuck with me, you know, throughout my entire life of trying to like prove myself in that way. And when that would happen, I would laugh and I would, because it would be a joke and I would just kind of laugh with them. But now I would say how to handle it is say like, what, like, why did you say that? What, like, what made you say that to me? Cause I mean, if someone asked me that, say I said a mean comment to you and you responded with, what made you say that? How would you respond to that? I know. Yeah. I, Seriously. It would catch you off guard. Yeah, it catch you off guard. What made you feel like you wanted to say, like, what, why are you saying that to me? Like, why? I think that's the biggest thing are, um, if they're a close friend, you could also You put it back say, on them. That's like batting the ball back. I mm-hmm. love that analogy of like, you don't have to take that and sit with it and laugh like because you're embarrassed like oh my gosh I would get the same thing and then I would be uncomfortable so I would go ah but all the time it really hurt Mm -hmm. that's different asking that it's asking a question versus saying you know like what the heck you know you I mean you could say what the heck sometimes they're like ouch like yeah yeah I think asking a question really makes them think oh yeah I guess that what was my intention behind saying that yeah. Yeah. And you're, t- you're not making it about you and, and taking that in, you're putting it back on them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Really. That's a good comeback. And it's not being mean either. It's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coffee. You feeling insecure right now that you have to, you know, pull me down? Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. No, don't say that. But I'm saying yes. that's what you want. I would want to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the mean girl. Anyway, yeah, don't say that. Okay, so what qualities does a good friend possess? Mm. And how can we support, how can moms support their daughters to discern if their friends are good friends or not? That's a good one. That's a real good one. Qualities, okay, I'm going to first say qualities and I'm going to say, you know, examples for those qualities. So, I would say the first quality is a friend that's a good listener and that is intentional. That is huge. I think it is really good to just be a friend that anyone would want to go to and be that safe space for them and not have to talk over them or really try to rule the conversation, but a friend that will just ask good questions, intentional questions of, I can't think of an example, but, you know, what's your favorite, you know, food? Cares then, about you. Yeah. It feels like they're what's, interested in you. Yeah. What's your favorite food? What's, you know, your favorite movie? Like, what are you, what music do you like to listen to? And then once you get those answers, like bringing them their favorite snack or, saying, oh, let's watch your favorite movie tonight or let's do this activity that you love to do because I want to be able to love it as well. Oh, that's so, yeah. And girls aren't always going to have that maturity at, in, you know, middle school or mm-hmm. high school. I, well, I know some of my friends that would bring me my favorite coffee. Yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and if special things for your birthday. Yeah. But what I've also heard you saying is to be that for other people. Do you think a good friend is going to gossip about you? Mm-mm. No, because you were saying some of your friends did gossip. So I guess I'm thinking, does it automatically, if you have a friend in high school that gossips about you, are they automatically not a good friend? How do you, how can you tell the difference? Maybe they just don't know how to talk to you about conflict, but they're really not a bad friend. They're just underdeveloped in that area so they're you know what I mean Hmm. I mean you really don't I said like no one really wants a friend that talks really poorly about them behind their back like no one wants that I know but I wouldn't say it would makes the person a bad person like I wouldn't label them as that but I think that you don't want a friend that is going to negatively talk bad, you know talk badly about you because if they're doing that then 
how are you going to be able to rely on them to keep secrets mm-hmm. or keep, mm-hmm. you know, confidential information? Because you want a friend that you can confide in and be your safe space. So if they're talking badly about you, then how are you supposed to feel safe and secure? Why? How are you supposed to be able to really share those parts of yourself to them if you can't trust them? Because once someone gossips about you, like trust is lost. I mean, at least for me, mm-hmm. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. If you guys know Enneagrams, we're big on loyalty. And so if my friend is talking poorly behind me, I mean, I will address him and say, hey, and, you know, so-and-so told me that, you know, you're upset with me about this certain thing. Like I would have loved if you would have come to me first, like next time when you're upset, I know it can be awkward, but I would love if you would just tell me so that I can correct that or I I can care for you in this certain way. Yeah. I like that. Is it okay to say who the friend is that said that? No, because that's just an example. Oh, okay. But maybe it's like, I heard you don't have to name the other friend that told you that told you the, I I can't remember. Oh, you were saying that so-and-so told me that you were talking about me. So, and I'm thinking that might cause a a hornet's nest because if you have a friend, let's say Mandy, that tells you that Dorothy was talking about you. (laughs) Weird names. (laughs) And, and, And Mandy was my best friend growing up. So Mandy says, you know, hey, Dorothy was talking about you. Then... Um, you might be getting Mandy in trouble. Okay, so you want an example? Well, no, you were just saying, you were saying that this girl said this. And I'm like, ooh, can you do that? You know, because that might get messy if you say, maybe those are bad names. Oh, yeah, you you don't want to throw the other person on the bus. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, I just Okay, so what do you do if you don't want to throw someone under the bus? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Then you don't say so and so told me this. You can say, "Hey, have you been upset with me? Kind of, I've noticed that you weren't talking to me as much, or that you said this certain comment, and it was kind of passive aggressive." Yeah, that's good. So instead of saying, "Oh, I've just noticed that you haven't, you've been treating me a little differently. Did I do anything that hurt your feelings?" Good. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. One, uh, two more questions, but I wanted to just interject one more thing. When you were saying that, I was thinking it's a pattern. If your friend, maybe you hear something, the first time you go to them, you work it through, that's one thing. But if it's continually happening, then you know this is not a good friend. Mm-hmm. So yes. um, it's, it's where you can, you can go to that person, you can really talk to them, and they're going to listen, you're going to listen, and you're going to work it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, so to summarize that, I would say a good listener, someone who's intentional, And that is just a safe space. Mm -hmm. A safe space. Yes. That doesn't want to bring you down. Mm -hmm. That doesn't want to tear you down. That wants to build you up. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Lauren. Two more questions. What would you say to the moms that are listening that Stoddard is struggling? What would you say that is going to be helpful and what would you say is not helpful? I touched on this a little bit myself, but Welcome, if, if, you, if a, their daughter is in pain and is hurting and is struggling to make friends, what advice would you say to moms of how to handle this with their daughters? What, what advice would I give yeah, to them? Yeah, what advice would you give to them? Mm, I would comfort your daughter and... Reassure her that she's going to meet so many people in her life and that there are going to be so many people that are going to come in and out of her life and that are going to shape her who she's meant to be and to just trust the process. And I would also just not look at the other friends and kind of say, oh, this girl is just a mean, terrible girl. Like, you're just so much better not to do that. But instead to say, you know, you are an amazing girl. And I know that you are, you know, you can be the best friend that you can be. And that's all you can do. You can only, you're only in control of yourself. These girls may treat you poorly, but that shouldn't 
keep you from shining your light and from, you know, beating to your own drop kind of. Wow. Thanks. That's really helpful to moms. Yeah. Don't try to jump in there and get on the phone and Mm -hmm. fix it all. Yes. Yeah. Um, And lastly, to the girl that might be listening to this with her mom, what encouragement and maybe it's the same. What encouragement would you want to give her if she's struggling right now with friendships? Again, just trust the process. I think that there's such a beauty in friendships and don't stay in a friendship that is tearing you down because that's not what friendships are, you know, supposed to be for. We have like so many amazing chances in our lifetime to meet friends and to develop friendships. And it's just, it's awful to feel like you're stuck in a friendship. So if you're in a Mm. unhealthy friendship right now, like let yourself step out and let yourself Find people that encourage you and that love you and care for you. So, yeah, that was a jumble of words, but I would just say don't feel like you have to stay in mm-hmm. a friendship. There's so many people that want to be your friend. Everyone wants a friend. So focus on just the qualities that I've said, just being a good listener to being intentional and just smiling, asking good questions and all of that. And you will find people, you know, you will find that friend that makes you have the time of your life and that just, you can laugh together for hours Like you will find that. So don't close your heart is what I hear you saying too. Mm -hmm. Don't close up your heart. Believe that there are good friends out there for Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. even if you're not experiencing that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go out and shine your well thank you Lily wasn't she awesome having you on so you're so wise and I'm so proud of you and I know that just listening to you talk today so it's really helpful to moms and helpful to the girls that are listening as well on how to navigate these these years when it can be challenging and tricky with friendships so as girls develop and change and grow. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, friend, for joining me today. And if you haven't signed up for the Getting a Grip on Your Tween and Teens Technology that starts next week, I encourage you to go over to momsoftweensandteens.com slash free training and get signed up. And yes, you will get the replays for a limited time. And then after the three day, we're going to open up our inner circle. And this is an awesome membership group. I start an eight week parenting program. You'll have a chance to connect with other like-minded moms. I do a live coaching call every week. I also do a monthly meetup where you can be on the screen get tons of resources and support. So you'll be hearing more about that. Next Tuesday, I am interviewing Crystal Payne. She just wrote the book Love Centered Parenting. And it's an awesome interview with her. And then Wednesday, we kick off our free training. And I would just love to get to know you. If you have any questions, or you need additional support, email me at Cheryl at moms of tweens and teens.com. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time.